welcome to Coaching Kids Curling, a podcast for youth curling coaches and program organizers. I'm Glenn Gabriel, a certified curling coach who lives in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. My mission is to give you the advice, resources, and inspiration you need to make your program better. In this episode, I speak with Atina Ford-Johnston, one of the winners of Curling Canada's recent Gender Equity Awards. We discuss the upcoming Women in Curling Summit and the Junior Curling Academy at Okotoks Curling Club in Alberta. Atina, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Glenn. I'm happy to be here. Now, you were one of the winners. Well, I guess you and the Okotoks Curling Club were one of the winners of a gender equity grant in January. And I wanted you to come onto the podcast to tell us a little bit more about it. Now, according to the press release, uh, it's for you, the club, and the Junior Academy to, quote, put on a weekend curling camp for girls and women. So what led you to come up with the idea in the first place? Yeah, well, thanks for asking. Yeah, we're very excited about the opportunity. Um, I guess what started it was I this this gender equity grant is uh, provided through this through uh, what is called the Women in Curling Leaders Circle, um, which was started by Elaine Dag Jackson through Curling Canada. And I've had uh, the great fortune and honor of being part of that event over the last couple of years and so have been very inspired by the other women leaders in curling across the country who participate in that event and when I saw the opportunity to apply for a grant I thought you know I'm, I'm going to put something together that where I feel or, or or sense that there's sort of a gap or a need and I thought, how can I connect that to our curling club and our academy? And uh, and uh, so that's kind of what led me down the path. Now, I just want you to know that um, the idea of the camp, the curling camp for girls and women, um, has really morphed into a mini version of the Women uh, Leaders in Curling Circle that Elaine Dag Jackson started. So it's really... Uh, it's morphed into a one-day summit. We're calling it a Women in Curling Summit. Um, and uh, it's hopefully going to take place uh, next uh, September, um, you know, with uh, depending on the environment, of course, and, and uh, the COVID restrictions leading into the fall. But that's our hope anyway. Right. Now, what, what is that event going to look like, at least in your eyes? It's going to be a one-day event. Uh, yeah. Is there going to be a like on ice, off ice, what will it look like? Yeah, you bet. Um, we have uh, structured it to have five interactive uh, sessions or workshops, I would call them. They're 90 minutes each and they are put on by um, some of the prominent and successful female athletes and coaches and support uh, member or team members from uh, curling across Alberta or from Alberta. Um, so we have an on ice session called uh, Performance Skills on Ice. We also have uh, four sessions that are happening off ice. Uh, one is to do with fitness and nutrition, and we're calling it tools for your curling bag. Um, they're practical things to know and practical tools to have in your curling bag that help you with self-care. They help you with, um, you know, just making sure that you have mobility for curling, um, that they, you know, we're going to teach you some skills around stretching and some different things like that. And then also include some really neat power snacks and um, 
some nutrition ideas that you can kind of take along with you to the curling club. We also have performance routines, um, not only on the ice or for performance in curling, but also those routines relate to your, to your life in whatever facet, you know, of life you might be, whatever job you, you do. So um, that's interesting for me. And then also there's um, a session called strategic thinking. So we're going to dive into strategy and tactics and also some analytics in the game, which is becoming really popular now as well. How old are the participants going to be or what age range do you think they'll be? Yeah, our target audience really is around that uh, U18, U20 level, but also those er- those uh, women in sort of their early 20s or mid-20s who are kind of at that stage where um, they are... Um, you know, trying to decide, I guess, uh, whether they're going to be competitive in curling, do they want to go to the recreational route, or are they going to leave curling? And really what we want to make sure is that we keep and maintain the women involved in curling, um, and that we find space for them, and that they know that there's space for them, and there's all different ways to be involved in curling. So um, we are hoping that these workshops provide them with some information that, um, helps them maybe establish a competitive edge, whether it be at club championships or league play, or even if they're pursuing Scotty's play, mixed doubles, uh, you know, whatever that might be. Or it also gives them ideas um, for potential opportunities in coaching, um, maybe volunteering at their local curling clubs or getting involved in events and, and, and things like that. So part and parcel of this one day summit um, is, panel discussion in the evening with Curling Alberta to talk about current events in the province and curling and uh, to kind of brainstorm some ideas around how can we make sure that the grassroots level of curling is strong and that our memberships are strong and that we help support or bridge that gap between, um, you know, where we are right now um, and the stage of curling that you're at and how do you get to that next level. So, I mean, it's, it seems kind of broad, but uh, we want to make sure that we kind of um, attract all those females and, you know, as girls or women um, who are interested in curling and want to continue in that way. So, yeah, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's, that's a great answer. And it, it just makes me think a bit. Did you picture this originally being for your your own club or maybe even for your immediate area? It seems like it's expanded into the like the entire it province. It has. Um, I'm a type of person who doesn't think small. <laughs> <laughs> I I tend to think big, and I think I tend to see the connections between things and think about longevity as well. So to be honest with you, my or our goal, I guess, um, is 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 to hope that potentially this becomes a signature event for Curling Alberta. Um, and is some an event that potentially could move around the province to various locations. So there could be various host clubs, and that way it would open the doors for all different, um, you know, kind of opportunities for women across the province to be involved. So right now um, we did like when we first set up our proposal, we were just envisioning the local area, um, kind of southern Alberta around the Calgary area. But really, it has opened up to everyone across the province. And if you're willing and able to come and join us, please do so. And please, cont- you know, please think about registering for the event. Um, 
it, we're, we're only taking about a maximum of 100 participants, but we'll have a wait list as well. And of course, we've already discussed what happens if there's opportunities for, you know, future events. Maybe there's, we just don't know, right? There's lots and lots of possibilities, but we just don't want anyone to feel left out. And we want to make sure that everybody knows that uh, this is open to them. You know, it's, it's meant for all different kinds of females in the sport, so... Right. I, I know it's early. I, I guess yeah. as an organizer, maybe not early. I, I'm a, as an organizer, you always think there's not enough time. But uh, according to the website, uh, at least I saw some information on the Okotoks website that yeah. the summit's going to be held on Saturday, September the 18th of this year. Yeah. 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 Our uh, plan right now, we have it set aside for Saturday, September the 18th in Okotoks at our curling club. It's hosted, of course, by the Okotoks Curling Club. That's the club I'm a member of um, for this year. Um, As I mentioned, we hope to see this event actually become a signature event and move around the the province for future years if Curling Alberta would like to see that run and if it, you know, if it goes over well. Um, If, if, for example, COVID circumstances don't allow us to run it in um, September the way that we want to. Then our second option is a date later in the season. And then our third option, which we really kind of want to avoid right now, because I think everybody's kind of zoomed out <laughs> over the <laughs> year, is a virtual conference format. But we're not opposed to that either. So if we really do need to run it that way, that is a consideration of ours as well. I wish you the best of luck. That that's a big undertaking, and I think we were both part of a conference just last weekend, and I, yeah, uh, the Adapting Thriving Conference, and that was a gigantic undertaking. So uh, kudos to you, and I hope you have a good organizing team. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, I'm really lucky. I have Beth Iskew on our team. Um, on our committee. She's been quite excited about the event as well and offered to help out. And she's just doing an amazing job with our social media and trying to get the word out right now. I have some really um, strong leaders from our local community as well. So the president of our curling club, Janelle Pittman, has also joined our committee, as well as uh, Gail Giroux, who is volunteering for many different things. Last year, we um, we hosted the Scotties, um, the provincial playdowns here in Alberta in Okotoks, and Gail was a really important uh, member of our committee that helped us put on that a very successful event. And we also have uh, Christine Anderson Campbell on our our committee. And Christine used to play with; uh, she's a former Canadian junior champion that curled with uh, Jocelyn Peterman. So she's also a coach in our our academy here, and we're very fortunate to have her living in Okotoks and and uh, have her involved in this event. So I'm supported by some really strong women leaders, and uh, it's been a pleasure so far to work with all of them. Well, one more time, good luck. And uh, I wanted to actually follow up on uh, the Academy. Uh, yeah. actually, actually, before we even get to there, I'll, I'll admit it. I, I, don't, I had no idea where Okotoks was on a map. <laughs> That's okay, un- yeah. Until I had to speak with you. So I went on Google, of course, and I found it. And Tell me a bit about Okotoks, uh, the curling club, uh, where is it, and and the size, uh, how many members? Yeah, Um, I think we have about 700 members in our curling club. Uh, Okotoks is located about 15 minutes straight south of Calgary. We're an easy drive into Calgary, a beautiful location. Uh, We look out our window every day and see the mountain ranges right nearby. We're about only 45 minutes from Kananaskis. 
So we have a really nice view usually of the mountains. We have a beautiful river running right through the town. Uh, we're kind of in the foothills region. Um, so we're very fortunate uh, out here. Um, and we have a very strong membership in our Okotoks Curling Club. And we also do a lot of, um, I guess, um, inter-club play or, you know, uh, try to support clubs around the foothills region. So we have a curling club in Black Diamond as well, and called the Oilfields Curling Club, and then also one in High River, the Highwood Curling Club, and or the High River Curling Club, sorry. And uh, we tend to kind of support each other out here. So it's kind of one big foothills curling community, if you want to call it that. <laughs> See, I'm going to have to look up foothills and probably Google that too. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, That's I've been okay. The, it's all good. <laughs> I was in Calgary once for the uh, the marathon. I did the 10K with some friends. So, uh, but this you. was this was years ago. It was a World Cup year. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> That's, a, That's wonderful, though. But I did want to ask you about the Junior Curling Academy. I couldn't help yeah. but notice it when I w- went on the website. Could you tell us? more about it sure. how did it get started and and what does it look like now sure yeah we moved to okotoks my husband and i moved to okotoks back in 2014 um hard to believe it's already been seven years um we uh, originally were both competitive curlers and uh um, we met actually at the 1997 olympic curling trials in brandon manitoba so wade was curling my husband was curling with uh uh, Brent McDonald and Blake McDonald and Brad Hanna. And um, I was the fifth player, the alternate player for the Sandra Schmerler curling team. So anyway, both came from competitive curling backgrounds and spent a lot of time curling. Uh, lived in Sherwood Park for a little while and had three kids um, in, and moved to Saskatchewan for a little while. And our kids were involved in hockey. So long story now, but I'm back to, we moved eventually to, to Okotoks. And, and kind of left curling for a while and, um, you know, missed it. And when we moved here to Okotoks, we were only about five minutes from the local curling club. Our kids were at the age where they were moving kind of out of hockey and wanted to explore different opportunities. So we joined the curling club here. And uh, the teacher in me is naturally uh, doing that regardless of what I do in my life. So I just naturally kind of fell into volunteering for the junior program out here with my kids involved as well. And uh, eventually took it over as the junior coordinator for a couple of seasons. And then uh, just saw my kids kind of grow as well. And the opportunity and the need uh, to develop something for more competitive players. Um, so we um, have, have kind of, um, we have another lady, her name is Tanil Batchuk, and she's been in charge with of our junior curling program out here at the Okotoks Curling Club and it's a very healthy program Mondays and Thursdays um, lots of kids involved um, usually full on Mondays goes everywhere from little rockers um, you know right up on up um, until they decide that they want to be more competitive in the sport and then they uh, tend to join what we've started uh, this junior curling academy So that's on Tuesdays and we're very fortunate to have some really great coaches that come and join us on Tuesday. So it's a two hour program. Um, It goes, uh, gets, uh, starts at end of September and it goes right to the end of March. Um, And so we have people like Mickey Pendergast, for example, you know, Canadian senior champion. 
um, our master's champion. And uh, uh, we have Mike Libis, our junior, or sorry, our general manager for our curling club, but also an ice maker in Alberta who does a great job. Um, you know, so, and we have Christine, as I mentioned earlier, Christine Anderson, Christine Campbell. Um, we have Carolyn McRory, former team member of Cheryl Bernard. Uh, we have Mo Saunier, who is a junior coach out of Calgary, who has many years of experience, who joins us as well. So we're very fortunate to have some really great coaches. My husband and I also, of course, help out. And, uh, and it's been growing. We have about 24 kids in our curling academy. Lots of success with it so far. Two or four of our teams last year went to the Alberta Winter Games Provincial Championships. Um, so that was a lot of fun to watch them grow. And, uh, and this year has been a little bit different. Uh, <laughs> as everybody knows, living through a different year where we don't have a lot of access to the ice. So we have had to kind of be creative. And uh, we've had some time on the ice, uh, which is great. But we've also developed a Google Classroom. Um, so it's become a resource for our junior curling athletes and our coaches. And we can meet on there uh, on a weekly basis and review some strategy situations, have good strategy discussions. We can talk through goal setting. Um, we talk about mental training. Uh, we even share with each other the things that we do at home to, to stay fit and, uh, and that kind of thing. So it's growing every year and next year we have some other plans for it too, hopefully that are just starting to be in the works. And uh, we hope to see it grow and um, just to continue to be healthy. Cause I, I'd love to see, you know, just our, our, our local youth and any youth who want to be involved in curling, we want you involved in curling. So we want to support you and we want to see where you can go. Yeah. I was looking at the, at, at the three different, you have like, a Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday uh, do, session. Yeah. So it's it's quite a lot. I mean, in some clubs, you know, it's literally just one day. But yeah, just just so just for the listeners' benefit, I just want to explain that it's the Tuesday competitive one that has the twenty four kids. That's the more like serious. I, I hate to say yes. serious, but the You're kids right. who are thinking about competitive team yeah. play. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Monday is, is the learn to curl. It's a mostly, it's a little rockers program that moves on up to about age, maybe nine or 10, 11. It just all depends right on your skill set. And then we typically um, move those kids that want a little bit more or ready for a little bit more, but maybe aren't really ready for team play yet. We move them into a Thursday night program um, that, it's going to morph into something a little bit different next year. We're thinking about incorporating the triples play ah. next year. Yep. And uh, we're also looking at a summer training camp leading into, into the season as well. So to do some off ice prep and, and things like that. sometimes it's hard to get in all the things you want to teach them when, when you're on the ice, right. You need a lot, you need more, time off the ice sometimes too, to talk about things. So the Google classroom has allowed us to do some of that, but also we're looking at an opportunity for maybe a summer training camp leading into the season as well. So, so many ideas. Wow. That's no, I, I respect that. That's really ambitious. <laughs> oh. uh, but uh, again, kudos to you. I, I, the other thing I wanted to say is I, I really respect the fact that 
whether they want to go competitive or say more recreational, yeah. that they have yeah. that option that's not like directed at one or the other? No. And that's, uh, that's my worry, I guess. Um, you know, curling, I'll just say I'm, I'm a lifelong volunteer. <laughs> I've always been taught that with my family. My family's always volunteered. Anytime we have a Briars or Scotty's, a, you know, a provincial championship or any kind of event, our local curling club, I grew up in a small town in Saskatchewan. If, if we didn't volunteer, those events didn't happen. Right. And I recognize that. And, um, so I'm a lifelong volunteer, but I also am a little concerned about the health of our curling clubs in our smaller communities. And, um, and I want to really just make sure that we promote that and, and the, the health of, uh, of our membership comes from making sure that juniors are involved and continue to be involved in curling, whether it's recreational in our league play as volunteers, as I mentioned, um, or go on to more competitive things, become board members, whatever that might be. Right. So I think it's our duty as people who've had a lot of success in curling and have gained, I guess, so much from the sport of curling that we need to give back to the sport of curling. So that's what drives us. I guess. Oh, well said. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ditto. Can I say ditto? Yeah, uh, I can. Hear and I appreciate all you do, Glenn. I'm learning from your podcast and I'm excited that you're doing all these things too. And I've introduced my coaches to your podcast as well. So I think it's just, thank you for all that you're doing. You're welcome. Uh, I, you know, I'm a volunteer as well. So, you yeah. know, it, it comes down to doing it for the love of the sport and re- yeah. understanding that, youth are the future of the sport. So we have to uh, yeah. try and keep them in it as much as we can and, and do I, our best yeah. as coaches. Yeah. Any, anyway, I, I wanted to uh, maybe to end off, maybe just by picking your brain a bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I guess a lot of people are in our, you know, at least in Toronto where I coach, a lot of clubs weren't able to open at all and, and yeah. we didn't have our youth program. So we're thinking ahead. We're thinking yep. optimistically for the fall. What advice would you have for, for us as program organizers or coaches uh, looking to reopen our programs in the fall? Is, is there anything that comes to mind that you'd share with me as a fellow organizer or coach? Yeah. I don't know. A couple of things that came just, uh, the word belonging is important and community is important um, from that's just, that's something that drives us. Um, it's, it's not, it's not always so much for me. I'm also a special education teacher and I'm all about inclusion and I'm all about a sense of belonging and making sure that everyone feels that they have a place. So that, that also drives me. Right. But um, um, so if I think about that with our program um when we weren't on the ice together, I was worried about losing that sense of community and that people would stop feeling like they belonged because we weren't connected. Um, so that's what drove us to create uh, something that to just be creative. And of course, with my teaching background, it was natural for me to use a Google classroom. It was easy. I knew the kids could access it. They do it all the time anyway. Um, and it was just a way for us to organize what we, you know, the materials and things and, and for us to come together, I guess. And, and so sometimes we just came together on Tuesdays and just, just talked. Right. And, and mm-hmm. you could just enjoy that they had 
reconnecting with each other because they missed each other. And even the first few times that they came up back to the ice together, just the joy that they had. So I think just letting them experience that joy and that sense of community and that sense of connection, because we sure miss it this year. And I think we've, we all realize that that's really, really important in our lives. And uh, I always say that curling is like my church (laughs) (laughs) and it's, it is my community, right? I feel like I belong there and I really want others involved in curling to feel that as well. And though Glenn, you and I have never met, I feel a sense of camaraderie with you and a sense of, like community with you as well. Right. We, we, I feel that we both have a sense of purpose that's similar. And so um, I think that's for me, just coming back together next year, I think it's just that reconnection that's going to be important. Let them experience the joy of just being together and try to just remember to, to develop a community. It's more about that right now, I think, than it is about pushing the skills on them or, you know, let, let's, it, that, that's at least for me is what I saw that they needed this year. Hmm. Hope that answers your question. I'm not even sure if I answered it. No, that, that really does answer the question. And I see coaches being innovative in the way that they're trying to establish that connection, whether it's through Google yes. classrooms or doing yeah. an online curling league or, yes. you know, just anything, a, a zoom call with all of your kids. Like, It's not just curling. I mean, this is name any sport and they're struggling to, they don't know what's going to happen when we all come back. So there are a lot of coaches like us that are listening to this right now that are in that position and thinking ahead and thinking about the well-being of their kids. And, you know, whether someone can throw a rock or sweep well is secondary to the fact of, you know, are they okay? Are are their families doing well? I also think if I don't, if you don't mind it, I'll interject and just say we're stronger together than we are apart. And I've always been under that, like that also drives me. And that's also part of who I am. And I'm not afraid to say that, you know, I might need help with something or I don't know everything. So let me go find someone who knows how to answer your question. And so I appreciate people like you, Glenn, who, who put on these podcasts to share what you know with other people because it all, it makes us all stronger and it, and it makes the community stronger. And so that's what I would suggest as well is to reach out, right? Reach out to other people. And if you hear about a great resource, share it with other people and let's help each other be stronger and let's help each other be connected and, and feel good and, and just, you know, do the best we can with the circumstances we're dealt here. Well said. Speaking of connection, uh, I think people know how to get in touch with me. I, I, I have it in my outro, but uh, okay. if someone wants to get in touch with you, Atina, what's the best sure. way they can do that? Well, probably through email is the best. And so they can just email me at atinajohnston at gmail.com. And it's spelled A-T-I-N-A-J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N at gmail.com if they're interested. Or they can reach out to the Okotoks Curling Club. They know how to find me. <laughs> Well, Atina, thank you so much for joining me tonight and and good luck with the uh, summit. Thank you. We're really excited about it. And I so appreciate the opportunity to talk about those things with you on the podcast and best of luck with all what you're doing. You're making a difference um, for many people out there, Glenn. So thank you so much. So that was my interview with Atina. I will have links to the Okotoks Curling Club, the Women in Curling Summit, as well as Atina's email address in our show notes. Now, if you're a supporter of this podcast, 
I encourage you to follow our Twitter account, which is the at symbol followed by Kids Curling. One more time, the at symbol followed by Kids Curling. I'll also have that Twitter handle listed in today's show notes. This has been the Coaching Kids Curling Podcast. To reach me, Coach Glenn, please email coachingkidscurling at gmail.com. To follow the podcast for free, visit our website, coachingkidscurling.com. You can also find show notes and links to the resources mentioned in this episode and in previous episodes. The intro and outro music is Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. Thanks for listening. Good luck and good curling.